Ladies and gentlemen, it is your Tony Basilio show. I am he. Dr. Sean Sinclair is here. That's S-E-A-N, Sinclair. Sean, back in the day, how many times your name is spelled? Every time. Yeah, it's really annoying. I mean, get, get my name right, you know? I, I ain't asking for much here. I'm not an S-H-A-W-N. I'm an S-E-A-N. A scene. A scene. You're seen. You're seen. Yes, I seen I, you seen. I, 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 I always, always said, I always said, look, I didn't, I didn't pick it out. Give me a break. But you know what? I got friends, and so do you, that say, I seen that. I seen this, and I seen that. And to those people, I say to you, I'm for it, because I seen it. I seen mm-hmm. Tennessee's roster yesterday, Brian. They released uh, their final roster. Some of these guys are getting big, man. This Blake Burke guy brides up to 240 felt pounds. This cat, he's he's fin a pound some baseballs. Yeah, he was big anyway, wasn't he? Go! The uh, Jerry Palm's going to join us, by the way, but listen anyway. Jerry Palm uh, is... Dixie's favorite. Jerry Palm's going to be there. Yep. Um... Pretty next level, pretty exciting. My son saw a coyote. He's got a photo of it. He saw a coyote on a green yesterday on number 12 at the 1912 club yesterday. 12 green. Do you have a thought on that, Sean? Did you know that coyotes were in the northeast in uh, Philadelphia? I'm just looking at his text. I'm doing stream of con- and Here's why I'm doing stream of consciousness. We're playing at Vandy tonight. No, but I bet if you make a trip to Walmart around that area, you'll find more than enough cougars. Well, I I had uh, the pleasure of being on George Plaster's show yesterday and talking with Watson Brown, who's a legend in those parts. And George, obviously, is a legend. And We were talking about the fact, Brian, that the disrepair that Vanderbilt basketball has fallen into, it is shocking the level of disrepair they've fallen into. C.M. Newton against the Vols was 7-12. and 12. It's pretty respectable. Eddie Fogler during the Wade Houston years where one win, we all win. Uh, it was our opponent's adage back then. He was 6-3. and three. The boy named Jan, Jan Van Bredekolf, was 5-7. and seven. Kevin Stallings was 15 and 21 against the Vols. Plaster had this up yesterday and asked me my thoughts on it. The last two coaches, Bryce Drew was an illustrious 1 and 5, and Jerry Stackhouse is 0 and 7. Brian Hartman, now you and I have been around a while. Explain to me why and how this uh, club has fallen in, that, that Vandy team has fallen into such disrepair that they have one win against the Vols in 12 tries. Would you please explain that to me? Well, I think it's because they've kind of gotten away from what they used to be. They're trying to be like everybody else with Stackhouse, and you're not going to get the kind of kid to go there to play basketball at Vanderbilt simply because that's not a hot place for kids to want to go play basketball, no matter who the coach is. You have to have a certain type of system 
that they used to have with Stallings for all those years. Yes. And they had that before where they always had these shooters at home, especially that were just lights out. They could just shoot lights out. It never really transferred to going on the road as much, but they had something and you knew what their identity was. I don't think you really know what their identity is right now. And that along with Tennessee being what they've been the last several years under Barnes has equaled Bandy going over. Well, Cadu's SEC basketball, because last night SEC basketball put on a show for the ages, two great games, Auburn at Texas A&M. Auburn's lost five of six now. Auburn's in the um, – Auburn is in danger, and we're going to talk to Pommy about this here in a few minutes. Who's going to make you angry? Auburn's in danger of falling out of the tournament if they're not careful. They have got Alabama coming up Saturday. they got some losses coming. You look down at their schedule, and they're not done playing the Piper. Uh, so that's going to happen, which is weird, but that's where things are. This league is not good. Arkansas last night went to Kentucky and popped them. I mean, Brian, they beat them pillar to post last night. Nothing fluky about that. Yeah, they they ran right through them. They, no, they popped them. One and two they made them, they made them like it. They made them like yeah, it. Yeah, and they and they made them work. They made them really struggle on not when they were on offense too. Yep. Well, let me ask you guys this: I was in parts unknown this past weekend. Yes, and I watched the UT Auburn game. Yes, couple of a uh, couple of notes. Uh, Bruce Pearl looks like he's about broken. <laughs> first of all, so, I mean he can't walk. He looks out of shape. Yeah, he, he looks needs, bloated. No yeah, offense. He needs to lose a couple. No. Yep. Well, you know, it just it just doesn't look great. He can perform and his they, best. He needs to call Dr. Tom Rogers and perform absolutely. his best and performance start, medicine. Start functioning better. Yes, and functioning. Uh, yes. And then and the the other thing is, and I love me some Tennessee basketball, but that was the most wretched display of basketball that I've ever seen them. I don't care if anyone wants to say master class in defense. No. <laughs> that was absolutely the most god awful, wretched, boring, oh, um, illness, oh. lack of entertaining, oh. entertainment basketball I've ever seen. And I love my balls. I felt violated. Quite honestly, uh, that, that game that game was impotent. If you know what I mean, I don't know how you could have. So, Brian, what percentage of the fan base will be in Orange tonight? Uh, poor Vanderbilt. You almost you almost would feel sorry for them if they weren't Vanderbilt, and they didn't whistle at everybody. Um, George Plaster told me. Well, Sean, here's a real recipe for a guy that's never going to succeed somewhere. Uh, Chris Lee was on here yesterday. Chris Lee, going to go to the Lee, said, uh, he said yesterday on, on that Jerry Stackhouse is a lazy recruiter. Lazy recruiter. So I ran that by Plaster yesterday. Plaster, I said, George, this is my perspective, but the word on your guy is, he likes to block all the fans on Twitter. That's what the, that's what this guy sits around and does, blocks people on Twitter all day. Because he ain't recruiting players. He's not. And I said, the book on him is he's a lazy recruiter. And he said, yeah, that's exactly what he is. 
And George used to do the games there. This, you know, the thing, this thing urinates George off. And so, Sean, I, I sit here today and I say to myself, who would put up with that? A guy that blocks all the fans. They got 3,000 people coming to games. Plaster well, told they don't. Me that, 70, that's it. Plaster Nobody's told me even. 75% of the crowd tonight will be Tennessee, Sean, in their building. And to your point, Sean, this isn't even a great Tennessee team. Our fans just, I mean, to watch. This is a great Tennessee team against the field this year. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're pushing for a one seed, as Sherry Palm will tell us here in a second, I'm sure. That he's got him. Really yeah, and I'm not gonna. And I'm not hating. If, if, no. if you're great, if you're grading against the curve, then fine. We're you know one, yeah. two, three, whatever we are. And but it's hard to watch. And, and they deserve that. Love them. But yeah. it's hard to watch. Uh, and I don't understand Jerry Stackhouse. I really don't because when I watch him, if what you're saying is accurate, and you know he got he got Pippen Jr. because of the contacts. Yeah. And then he signed he signed a, a big man a couple of years ago because of that Pippen thing. And they kind of came in under the same deal. But, he, you know, we had um, uh, the late, great Keith Hatfield would just totally admonish us all the time on the how great Stackhouse was because yep. he came from the NBA. And that is such a an incredible thing of talent. And I'm like, I don't see it. I, I mean, I, I just – if you take um, who uh, 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 Woody Woodenhofer back at Vanderbilt, Supposedly, you know, he was a mastermind on defense. He could take anybody and D you up. Yep. Anybody. And this guy, I don't see it. This guy, uh, he looks surly, uh, albeit, you know, he's running in the, I mean, he's he's obviously a silver medalist to San Antonio Jones on the sideline, but nonetheless, still looks dapper. But he no looks stress surly. man in show business. No question. Yep. Yeah. He looks surly. He yep. is, you know, he, he gets on refs. I've noticed he gets on the ladies' refs, you know, uh, maybe even more. Wow. He nearly, we have an issue here. He nearly had to be taken to jail after one game this yeah. year. Yeah. What? What? And it's not like his teams. He nearly committed assault play. on a poor official. Why won't he recruit? I mean, they, how many is he? He's won, like, what, two SEC games in the guy's past lazy. four years? The guy's lazy. Listen, here's my point. No, he's better than that. Nobody though. cares well, what your name is. He's not even coaching. you got to recruit. Yeah, but you got But the guys you do recruit, you got to coach. Stay right there. We come back. Jerry Palm lends a hand, and we will try to read him and see where the volunteers are going. I will try to be like Madam Renee over there on Alcoa Highway or wherever she is now, and I will look down and I will try and read Jerry Palm as we continue. He's an open book after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. 
Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays 
on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Oh, oh, Bradley. Oh, I made myself hungry. Oh, what a, that's such a good, oh, that's so well done, TB. But what's really well done is what they do at Bradley's each and every day. And, and two people today are going to win some chocolate-covered strawberries, courtesy of Bradley's, the, the one person that can in hour one that will whine and really scream and yell the most about Jerry Palm probably is going to win some Bradley chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> I don't want to take the uh, surprise away from you, but those that rip him, those that rip him the best, because Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, it, go, it kind of goes like this. competition. Well, uh, Jerry, here's our format on Wednesdays, okay? And, I'm, you know, I, I bring you in the, into the tent here. We bring you on. You do your deal. And then people rip you for like 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Oh, only 30. Wow, it's getting better. Well, it, um, eventually we have to change the subject or it becomes, no, you know, monotonous. But, yeah, you get you get like ripped when you come on here. Does that bother you? No, because I hear from them uh, on Twitter and other places, too. So, no, I, <laughs> you hear from our fan base on Twitter, Jerry? Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about my job. Yes. Basically, my job is to annoy people, it is to irritate them, to piss them off, and yeah, it's not intentionally, but it's unavoidable, right? There's just there's there's no way to do my job without pissing a bunch of people off. Well, you do it and, very well. You do it very and well. And because social media is the way it is, they're going to tell me. And if you can't handle that, you can't do this job. So you know, it's it's fine. Um, I don't I don't mind. Jerry, last night. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. I actually get respectful disagreement. By the way, that commercial made my glucose number go up. 
you know, like boom, so good, Jerry. Um, well, you're great at what you do, and I'm okay at what I do. We we've been doing this about thirty or so years. Those with <laughs> people that are wondering, like, um, why does Tony get the kid with him, and Jerry kind of takes it, and he kids Tony, and they go back and forth, and. We argued, or we've we've known each other a while. So let's go back. So we know we know each of us are coming from probably a pretty good place because I tell people that about you. So let's talk about the SEC. Last night, two pretty good games. You know, I, I'm watching, and, and a lot of college basketball this year is real hit or miss. It's a spotty product right now. I think we'd both agree on that. Yeah. Um, well, but, I mean, there's some pretty good stuff at the top. But yeah. I think that once you get to like beyond the four seeds, there's a bit of a fall off. Well, and don't even yeah. get me started on trying to watch like teams like my Temple Boys that are not even in the tournament. <laughs> and I, I went to the Temple Penn game because my son goes to Penn. I went to Temple Penn back in December, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Boy, I'm glad John Cheney's not around to see what's become of Temple basketball." But let's move along here. So last night, Tom Hart at the end of that game says he declares, you know, and he's doing the SEC game. He's doing his job. I love Tom, but he's doing his job. He says the SEC. He says uh, Texas A&M just beat a team that's solidly in the NCAA tournament field. This is really going to help them. And, and in the back of my mind, when I hear him say that, I'm going, you know, that sounds good in theory, but Auburn's lost four or five. They've got Alabama Saturday, and they got some more losses coming. I don't know that they're solidly in. Jerry, you call them solidly in the field right now? Oh, no, they're on the bubble. And I, I think I got them as a 10 in my bracket. I mean, it's a team that just hasn't done anything to anybody. Um, almost. Almost got Tennessee. Um, and uh, I think they have a legitimate complaint about the not a foul not being called on the final shot. But I also think there was a moving screen that got him open. Let's just say the refs did not cover themselves in glory in that game. But uh, neither did the teams. You know, that's a tough game. 46-43 is a tough game to officiate. Because um, there's, there's just a lot of bad basketball going on there. And it's, it's, it's games like that tend to be ugly, and those are hard to officiate. I'm not making an excuse for the end of the game because they, they just, you know, that was not good. But, um, you know, Auburn needs wins like that, and they don't have wins like that. And that's, you know, they've, they've got a nice record, but there's really nothing behind it. And, the, you know, in Tom's defense, he's on the SEC network. His job is to show. And if every college basketball game you watch, not just – you know, provincial networks like that, but even you know ESPN, they show to the audience. They're they're going to they're going to puff up those teams to the audience because that's what that audience wants to hear. So they're doing, in a sense, they're doing their job. But I don't really consider it that way because I think you need to be more honest than that. And um, you know, I don't have A and M in the bracket. Beating Auburn at home is not going to put them in the bracket, most likely. Um, Unless some other things happen around them, and and Auburn's in trouble. They just, until they beat somebody significant. But here's the problem: there's really only two teams, maybe three, in the SEC that you can beat that's going to get anyone's attention: Alabama, Tennessee, Missouri's the top half of the bracket team right now, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, that's that's um, you know, if you're not, if you, otherwise you're just beating your competitors for spots at the bottom of the bracket. Um, you know, and so Texas A&M did that at home last night. You know, so they need to do that. Um, and losing that road game is not necessarily fatal for Auburn. But, you know, neither one of them moved the needle much that day. It would have moved the needle more had Auburn won because it's a road game. Yeah, the problem is is that there's no middle of the league, right? 
yeah. high middle. I mean, generally you'll have a couple of elite teams in all these leagues. You have a couple of elite yeah. teams, and except for what's going on in the uh, in the Big Twelve, which just drives yeah. people crazy. They don't want to hear this because they get mad yeah. at you. They get mad at you. They get mad at me by proxy through you when I say they say, "Well, how can Kansas lose?" And they don't. You know, he's a bracketology guy. Don't move him around. Well, their losses aren't bad losses because they're not a bad right. team in their league. There's no right. South Carolinas in their league. At some point, it does become too many losses. You know, at some point, but because their schedules are so strong, and in particular for Kansas and, and Texas to some degree as well, but Kansas always plays a really good non-conference schedule. So they're not only getting high-quality games in their league, they're getting high-quality games outside their league. And so when you've got it that strong of a schedule, Kansas has got the number one schedule, Texas is in the top ten, you know, you can absorb more losses and and it doesn't hurt you as much as long as you're not losing to teams that are outside of, you know, that group. Um, and, you know, Tennessee fans are upset. It's like, well, we beat Kansas on a neutral court, which is a really good win. And they, they beat Texas at home, which is also a good win, although not quite as good because it was at home. But still, you know, two really good wins. But Texas has got eight, or sorry, Tennessee has got eight quadrant one and two wins. Eight total. And Kansas has got like nine or ten quad one wins by itself. And Texas has got eight or nine quad one wins. You know, so Texas or Tennessee has to go. It would help if those two words didn't start with the same letter. Tennessee has to go down all the way through all their quadrant two games before they get, and those, those wins are not the same quality. And so that's why they're having trouble pushing to the top of the bracket. And, you know, they, they could still get there. But here's the thing. Kansas and Texas are going to have great opportunities almost every time they take the floor. I think Kansas has got one game left in the regular season that's not against a quad one opponent. And Tennessee, because the rest of that league, other than Alabama, isn't that good, the chances are not there for Tennessee to resume build, which means their margin for error to chase the top of the bracket is smaller because the teams they're playing are not as high of quality. And that's the issue. You know, Matt Dixon says, and I want your thoughts on this, and he's a big fan of yours, by the way. He says um, that this league's not getting two number one seeds. So Tennessee and Alabama, when they play here in a week and a half or so ago, that's going to be highly significant, perhaps. But, but, But one of those teams is getting a one seed. There won't be two. He don't think this league's quality enough to put to have two number one seeds. Do you find that accurate, or can we? is it too early to say that? Yeah, I think it's too early to say that. I certainly wouldn't rule it out, because they're both number one seed caliber teams. So, but I don't think, I don't think they get good enough teams to control their own fate in that regard. Um, but if the Big 12 never really separates, and you've got a bunch of teams in that league that have got six or you know five or six conference losses, and you know plus whatever they took in the non-conference play. It could open the door for the two of them to both be on the top line of the bracket. But there, but like I said, the margin for error for the top line of the bracket for both of those teams, but especially Tennessee, uh, is not as high as it is for Kansas and Texas, and even Purdue. Although the Big Ten is not. The Big 12 quality, the, the, once you get past Purdue, you've got top half of the bracket teams, multiple, like, you know, three or four, that, you know, and, uh, and middle of the bracket teams. The, the gap, the teams behind Purdue are of much higher quality than the teams behind Alabama and Tennessee. 
and the teams behind Virginia in the ACC, which is a disaster again this year. You know, so that's so because of that, Purdue has more of a margin for error. Kansas and Texas have more of a margin for error, but Arizona does not. Tennessee does not. Alabama does not because of the quality of the teams in their league. Not the depth of quality is not there. As the field currently sets or sits, whatever the term is there, do you, when you look at Tennessee right now, you have them ranked as the blank team in the field, and then how close are the teams behind them in terms of, uh, uh, what, I'm, what I'm asking you is, are the Vols closer to the one line or the three line right now? Mm, um, I would Actually, I don't think they're closer necessarily to either one. Um, but they obviously have a little more control of going, of going down than they do going up. Um, so I guess I get they're closer to the three in that regard. I, because it's easier for them to go down than it is for them to go up. Um, but, you know, the, the, once you get past, like Purdue and Alabama, for me, there's not a lot of separation among Texas, Kansas, Tennessee, Arizona, Houston. And, they're, they're just different um, because the strength of schedules are different. The quality wins are different. You know, Houston's playing in a league that's not helping them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just those are different teams. But I think they're of relative equal quality. And you actually have some head-to-head results among that group because um, Tennessee's played three of them. So, uh, but it's, it's just they're just different. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out among that group of teams. But to me, that's the top of the bracket right now. Those seven teams for four spots. Seven for four. And then who are the teams in your mind that Tennessee fans should cheer, cheer against on a nightly basis if they want to stay off that three line? Cheer against. Um, the big 12 teams behind Texas and Kansas in the bracket, their conference standings, I don't know the that I don't think they're the top two teams in the conference. Um, I don't really pay attention to conference standings. But um, so the the you know K State, Iowa State, Baylor, um, you know like Illinois and Indiana from the Big Ten, uh, Virginia, uh, you know the AC. That's really the only top four ACC team is Virginia. Um, you know some of the Big East teams like Marquette, who lost last night, Connecticut, who beat Marquette, Xavier, those three in particular. Uh, you know, those are the teams that are mostly occupying the top 16 of the bracket at the moment. And this thing's very fluid. It's going to be very wild here down the stretch. Um, and so the advice is keep winning and, and keep putting it on people, right, when you get the opportunity? Well, that helps your metrics, but the metrics are not decisive. So, you know, you could be the number one team in the net and not a number one seed. It's just, you know, that's – but – so, but yeah, I mean, you want to look as good as you can. It's a subjective process guided by objective data. So, you want to you want to make as positive of an impression as you can. Tennessee has got a great defense, one of the best, really. Um, but they struggle sometimes offensively. And uh, if they could get their offense more consistent, Tennessee could be a pretty dominant team. Well, and that's kind of where we are, uh, which has sort of been in a holding pattern all year. So, in your humble opinion. You have the Vols as what seed in the field right now? Five? Well, there are two. Yeah. They're the fifth. Are they the, I are think they, they've got them six, I think. So they're the second two Arizona seed. Arizona five. Houston fans are really mad at me, too. 
Um, How can you have Arizona? Well, Arizona 5 would make sense. They beat the Vols head-to-head. But, but, uh, you know, well, they've got more quad one wins. They've got like six of them. But they're not the best quad one wins, really. Um, They beat UCLA, too. Uh, so that's that's another good team, but just yeah, Arizona's a team that all of their losses are kind of mediocre. I mean, they're not they're not quad four, they're not terrible, but they're not tournament teams either, which is really kind of they've got a weird resume. There's a lot of weirdness going on in college basketball. I mean, that the Tad Boyles Club they went and lost. Who'd they lose to, Brian? The day before they popped us by twenty. Who, who was that, Brian? They lost to Grambling, and they, they've lost to, like, Stanford and Grambling, I believe. They lost to Grambling by, like, 25, and a day and a half later, and Nashville beat us by, yeah, like, Colorado. 20. Yeah, Colorado. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's just been that kind of year and there's just a, all over and college actually, basketball. It might be one of Arizona's losses, too, is Colorado. Well, there you go. And so, and, uh, and, and, and the Utah problem is, and yeah, Washington. The problem is that in those models, they drag that loss into everything when that it, it it all factors yeah, but in. It's just one game out of you know yeah. twenty five or whatever. I mean, I just one game one game doesn't have that much impact. By the time you get to have you know this part of the season when you've played twenty five, it's going to be thirty five by the time you're done. You know, one game doesn't isn't that meaningful, in, especially to the metrics because it's, it's diluted by the fact that it's one of thirty five. So, Jerry, in your humble opinion, the Vols is are Tennessee second in the net. Yeah. Yes, and they're tracking for well, the one been. seed. For one, they're second in Ken Palm. They're they're tracking for that one seed, Jer. Well, but those, the metrics don't decide that. But but you're gonna. But they're tracking for the one seed, Jerry. Okay. It's time to put them there. Well, we'll find out. Certainly, that certainly they they have a chance to do that. You don't sound convinced. I, I just think it's a, a, a muddled part of the bracket, and they're part of it. They're certainly capable. But I'm I'm not convinced about it. That I'm not convinced about really anyone but Purdue and maybe Alabama at this point. And now those are the two I feel best about still being one seeds by the time we get to March. And then after that, you've got like five teams that have to sort each other out. Two are in the same conference. And, you know, we'll have to see because they play different schedules. They they play – they're just very different teams. It'll be interesting to see how they sort each other out. So you're telling me that Alabama, in your mind, is clearly better than the Vols? No. I think they've been better so far. And I like, and because of what they've done so far, I like their chances of staying on the top line. And that Kentucky bunch is tracking for a what seed right now? Uh, Our friends. One or two in the NIT. <laughs> Brian, how... how, how urinated off are those people going to be if they miss the field with that team they have, all that money they've spent? You know, it, but, it, but it happens to oh, yeah. them sometimes. Sure it does. You know, it's just like, I, I don't know how you can have that much talent and not function. Weird. But, it's, you know, team chemistry is something. I mean, you look at Purdue, Yep. right? Yep. Purdue has got one four-star recruit on the entire roster, Caleb First, who – does not contribute much offensively in this scheme. Zach Eady was 440th. Incredible. And they're the top team in the country right now because, in large part, they're very well connected on and off the floor. And Kentucky doesn't look like that. They've got talent coming out the wazoo, and they no team looks more disconnected than Kentucky does. 
So the takeaway message from this, the big talking point, because we're going to be on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime tonight when the Vols and uh, Vanderbilt go final. Your takeaway message, uh, Jerry, is that Tennessee, there could be room on the two, the number one line for two SEC teams. You're not ruling yeah. that out. Nope. So keep on and winning. Tennessee could, end up, Tennessee could still end up the highest rated team in the SEC. Keep on so that, well, uh, that that win with Alabama will that be significant, Jerry? Then is that a significant game? The uh, the Alabama it's game? here, yeah, it's here in Knoxville. Is that a, yeah. would that be a, that's a significant win for the Vols or is yeah. it? Sure. Okay. I mean, then you'd have three wins over teams in the top, you know, eight. I mean, two of them at home, but still. Yeah. At that <laughs> point, maybe even you would have to put them as an. Go ahead, yeah. Brian. What were you? What were you saying, Brian? Yeah, yeah maybe. Well, so. you know, I mean, it depends. Maybe, it depends maybe. on what other teams are doing, but maybe so. But yeah, that's that's a significant. When is that game, by the way? It's next week, Wednesday. When, a week All from right. Wednesday. So, um, Kentucky and Auburn, Tennessee has a chance to go up there and go down there and maybe deliver the death blow to those teams' chances of making the tournament. But this you know year. what? To Jerry's point, though, and that's the only not, reason we're still talking yeah. about Kentucky is yeah. because they won in Knoxville. That's it. That's the only reason we're still Season be about. over, right? Season would be over, Jerry, right? Pretty much. It's unbelievable. We gave them life. Makes me absolutely want to vomit. Jerry, I love you. Tell the living listener if they want to interact with you, how they do so. Read your stuff, all that good stuff, and I appreciate your time. And get ready for a deluge of you getting blasted on here, which is going to be glorious. Why should today be any different? Um, I mean, if it's not Tennessee fans, it's somebody. Um, I'm at uh, J.P. Palm CBS on Twitter. And uh, my stuff is at cbsports.com. Tell the truth. Are our Twitiots on Twitter, are they fun people, f- good-spirited people? What are they? Um, I don't think they're especially good or bad. I mean, there are good and bad, you know, but I don't think that's different for Tennessee than any other fan base. Gah. Good talking to you. Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks. Great Jerry Palm. There he is, 865 Guys, the bottom line is, you look at the baseball league, and it is mammoth. It's incredible. Um, yesterday, Chris Lee was on with a Cinco. He was talking about Vanderbilt. And he said they're 10th in Baseball America. He said that's good for 7th in the league. Jerry Palm just said about our basketball league, it is a two-team league. And the two teams are Alabama and Tennessee. Was that on anybody's Cinco card coming into the season? Those are the nope. two teams? I mean, that's on nobody's single card. Everybody thought Kentucky was going to win the league. He says Kentucky's on the outside looking in. And basically, Tennessee fans get mad at him. But the truth is, Tennessee fans should be mad at the rest of this league. Because you can't make up ground when you're playing in a league where there's, you can't, I mean, tonight you go to Memorial, and that's just, the, they're brutal. I mean, what in the, what the hell? Well, you know. That's true, but we also like to revel in the misery of our rivals like Kentucky and Bandy and other teams. So it's kind of one of those catch-22 things. We kind of need them to be good, but we want we like them. We like their fan base mad that they're not. Well, I'm just talking about the rest of the league, though. And, and Jerry's got a good point, you know, like, like Auburn right now. Auburn's played their way into the bubble. Who are they going to beat outside of us down there? And Alabama on Saturday, they have a couple of opportunities. But if they let those two opportunities slip through their hands, and all of a sudden they've lost seven of eight or whatever the number is, uh, you know they're they're in big trouble in Little China. 
You look at our football league, Sean, you look at our baseball league, and you compare it to our basketball league, and we're spending a bunch of money on basketball, and we're not getting a return on it compared to the other sports. Yeah, I can't explain that. Um, you know, we baseball is another example of through the years we've talked about when the SEC wants to put money into a sport, it just takes over. And uh, in baseball, you know, is uh, the money it was only flowing through Vanderbilt because of their unique scholarship situation for years. And Corbin's a good, he's an excellent uh, manager, of course. But now that you have NIL and you have a stadium upgrades and you have relevance and you have support, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, some of those schools, then you add Oklahoma and Texas in there. You know, I hate to tell uh, Vanderbilt, but tenth may be their high water mark in years to come. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you you have my Vandy baseball. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, yeah. Forgive me if that. I know you were going back. No, no, there, no. It's it, take it, a look at Vandy. Can you know? And I can appreciate people always talk about a, a supposed Vandy endowment or something. Vandy does not spend money on athletics. They just don't. And even if you did, how many kids are you going to get to come there? No, I mean, you could even you could even go rogue and SMU it there, and you're still not going to get anybody to come there. Uh, but for basketball, I'm not sure. I I don't know about you, but I I kind of see a I see a, a separation starting between Kentucky. And Calipari, these, you know, the last time they didn't make the NCAA tournament, you know, was a real shocker to the, uh, to their fan base, you know, and, and they're getting further and further away from championship level basketball. I'm not sure they're going to, I'm not sure they're going to believe it, you know, when in spring he always cries wolf, he's going to go to the Nets or, that's right, you know, go to the Knicks. That's get, right. Well, who can't go? Who cares? You know, all he does now is collect talent. Well, he said on the record, my number one job here is to put guys in the NBA, not not win at all. I mean, he said it. I didn't say it. My, my number one goal, and for that to come out of a Kentucky head coach's mouth is 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 reprehensible. I mean, that's just not well, that, well, that that's not what like this sport was built on. That's not what this sport was built on. It's not. This, this sport's about team, team first, there's no I in team, uh, you know, that, that whole concept, and, you know, that flies in the face of it. But, you know, this Sheboy guy is supposed to be a seven-figure NL. I mean, who knows what if any of this is real, but, I mean, they've spent a bunch of money on their roster, and for them to miss, like Jerry's talking about them missing the field. Brian, do you really think they're going to miss? Because I think we're going to go up there and beat them. I think we're going up there and beating them in a couple weeks, Brian. And and if we do, it's going to be you know death blow duff to them. They, they gonna miss the field, Bry? Well, they got right because of the SEC, not because they became such a better team. Good point. The minute that's, they got in the squared circle with Kansas, speak. the minute they got in a squared circle, Brian, with a real team in Kansas, Kansas set them right in the last five minutes. And just Ar- took their, took their lunch hadn't money. Been that great? No. You know, Arkansas's kind of struggled on the road. I think Bandy got them a few weeks ago. Yep. And. They just went right through them last night like they weren't even there. Like a hot knife through butter. Butter. I mean, it, it was it was as bad as 
the final score indicated it was. When Jerry says your league is three teams, and I was waiting for that third, and he said Missouri, and I was like, is that where we are? It's Tennessee, well, I think that third team Alabama, Arkansas. Missouri. I think that's going to be. Well, here's the trouble with Arkansas, though, Bry. They have a kid that hasn't played who's an NBA player all year, and will he play or will he not? Now, there's rumblings that he might be playing. If he plays, that Smith kid, if he plays, that's a different deal. Now we're having a different conversation. But that Alabama bunch, that game next Wednesday night, one week from tonight, is going to be a knockout, knockout college basketball game. That's going to be a knockout game. Somebody is going to make somebody play somebody's game that night. Uh, Saturday, somebody's going to make somebody play somebody's game when when Missouri and Tennessee face each other. And the Vols have their issues right now. You've got the Scobie shoulder and what's going on there. You've got Sakai Ziegler at his uh, diminutive stature and the, the amount of minutes that he's logged. And at some point, you know, when you don't and haven't prepared a, a, a backup, and you're relying on him to play 37 minutes a night. At some point, the check comes due during the season. And, and maybe that's what we're seeing here with the shooting here recently. Maybe not. Maybe he's just in a slump. I don't know. But that that's always uh, worth uh, considering. You've got this five-star kid in Phillips who is doing the disappearing five-star act that we've seen here a lot. A lot. Uh, down through the years. I mean, Kennedy Chandler is pretty much the exception. Most of those five-star guys come here to, I mean, uh, you know, it's David Copperfield City uh, when when we get the five-star guy, for whatever reason. And I don't know what the reason is, but for whatever reason. We're going to come back, 865-200-5402. I want to talk about this baseball deal. I want to talk about the schedule. I want to talk about the baseball deal and television. I want to talk about the roster they released yesterday. I want to talk about expectations for the baseball team as well. We're going to do that. 865-200-5402. And if you want to rip Jerry Palm, by all means, we now open the phones for you at 865-200-5402. 865-200-5402. More after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late-model, low-mileage, one-owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Love is in the air at Tillis Jewelry, and when you step through the doors, our team is ready to help you pick the perfect Valentine gift for your sweetheart. This year, we're offering diamond stud earrings starting at $1.99. You know a little sparkle will put a smile on her face, and at Tillis Jewelry, we're making it easy for you. So when you spend 100 or more, we'll wrap your gift in our beautiful pink box, which includes a box of chocolates. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, is your one-stop Valentine store. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. I'm, I'm, you know you know what's weird? Sean, me and Anthony were talking about this the other day, my son, who's in Philadelphia. And it is really hard for us to feel the Super Bowl. I, I don't know what that is. Really? Yeah, you and I were just talking off the air about this one, and there's a yeah. There's a snooze a snoot and a snugget about a former uh, cowboy, Michael Irvin, who I think is a great broadcaster, by the way, even though I'm an Eagle fan. I've always loved Irvin, uh, his personality, but apparently he had some kind of incident, and he's been taken off the NFL Network's coverage. So that's another cowboy that won't be that won't be appearing in a Super Bowl. Um, which well, he, he appeared in several during his playing days, though. But that's par for the course. That was a that was a many moons ago, Bry. Because Michael Irvin right. is just a yeah. looks like Tony Romo. He's another cowboy that if he wants to go, has got to figure out another way to get in there. Apparently, he had a forty-five second conversation he said with a woman in a hotel lobby after they'd been out drinking, and he doesn't remember the conversation. But apparently, he must have said something. He said it wasn't physical. That he must have said something she didn't like because she complained about it. But he doesn't even. He, but who was he she? Has no idea what it could have been. Who was she? Just some innocent. Uh, was she part of their network coverage or? No, some just some lady that he ran into in a hotel lobby. It didn't. It doesn't say. If that's the, I mean, if that's anything. the measure, you can just say to some something to somebody and get pulled off coverage. Well, here's the thing. I, you know what? And I know this is probably going to go like a lead balloon here, but we've had we have so many years. If you got a Ray Rice thing, if you got a uh, Kareem Hunt thing. If you got something like that, I'm with you. I mean, justice right there. But how many? I mean, and, and I'm not. I'm not carrying water for Michael. I rather don't like Michael Irvin. I, I think he's an incredible player. But I, but I, I don't like him. You know, as a uh, his personality uh, seemed kind of a bully to me. But nonetheless, we've seen so many of these anonymous things that have just. I don't know where I'm going because I don't want to get in trouble with. No, this. I mean here's the thing, Sean. I'm How gonna, many I'm drunk gonna, men? Gonna, let's let this play out because well, this, yeah. these guys get scarred. And yes, I, I know how this sounds, and I'm not trying to be that guy. But man, that just for the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden something comes up, and and it was, you know, I mean, the goalposts get moved. Amen. That's where I'm at. Issues that, that's where I'm at. Amen. I mean, it's a drunk guy in a lobby. I've got. I've got two daughters who Me I love too. dearly. I, yeah. I enjoy four beautiful women. I mean, I'm I'm for you, not against you. So uh, a drunk guy in a lobby. A dr- I mean, walk away from him. He said something yeah. to offend you. I mean, he's drunk. I mean, you know, it's a TMZ report, by the way. Well, there you go. It's too- well, you know, and then, well, I don't know. Let's jump off of it. I want to do a quick legal. Yeah. And then yeah. I want, and then I want to get some calls in and do some baseball and rip Jerry Palm. And we'll do that right here. Right. Give me, give me, uh, g- give me ten seconds to give you a line of demarcation. Hour two, 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 two. Hour two on your Tony Basilio show as we welcome you back. And I got two. I got, I got, I got another hour to play, and that's it because uh, I'm not, I'm not playing today uh, for long because we're on the night after the game with Guards of Law Tennessee basketball overtime, and you know I got to give away some chocolate covered strawberries. My um, 
Sean, you think if I sent Tony Valls over some chocolate-covered strawberries, would that be uh, just, you know, as a sign of good luck for the year and all that? I'll tell you what you should do is you could get the ambulance companies at full tilt if you would send Tony V around with some chocolate strawberries and hand them out. You would have women just I've never seen anything all like it. over the town. No, I've never seen and By the way, yeah. by the way, your Bradley's I go I'll be making my way over there this weekend cuz the my that's a tradition. My daughters, yep. they love it. My, yep. the, my team here at work, yep. I just load up, pay full price. I've been, in fact, you've, you've given me uh, the opportunity to have them. I say give them back to the fans. Yep, give them uh, Roger. I think, I think that place is unreal. Yoshihiho Bradley's. 28 years. It's uh, 28 Valentine's Day together. Time flies and you're having fun. Chocolate-covered strawberries this year in milk and white chocolate, available on 13th and 14th. Tons of other chocolate goodies. That Rocky Top chocolate corn pop. Hey, Brian, tell them how good that is. Brian was telling me off the air the other day. He said, Tony, you think they could hold some for me? I said, Brian, I don't know. Why are you going to make trouble? Yeah, it, really, the, um, it really is great stuff, though. I mean, all, all kidding it, aside. It really is. It's oh. fresh popcorn. It's oh. chocolate uh, on it, and it's got, oh. like, Chunks of chocolate and popcorn oh. together, which I love. <laughs> Do your favorite dentist a, fl- a favor and go go latch on to one of those Tennessee walking sticks for a couple oh. minutes. I mean, they're they're worth a broken tooth. It's a confectionery treat. For oh the yeah, ages. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Jewelry cards or the chocolate co- the chocolate covered uh, uh, potato chips. Come on, oh, they got the truffles there. They got the, the and and the ruffles have the ridges. One forty one North Peters Roads. Eight six five six nine four zero four zero zero. If you have any questions, Bradley's, Bradley's. I'm going to go to the phones at eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Sean, how excited are you for next Friday? And we're getting ready. We got a couple special announcements tomorrow. We're fixing ready. We're fixing to ramp up our coverage of the baseball balls like never before around here. We're getting ready to throw this thing in high gear. And I do mean high gear. And when you put well, it, I'll be over there so I can be your correspondent. In, in, we're going to throw it at large. Well, we're going to throw it in overdrive. How excited, Sean, are you for this season coming up? And, and, I'm so, and, I'm so excited. I got my same tickets yep. this year, and uh, uh, my my daughters love going over there. And I, I I tell you what, I do. You know what? You 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 are the king of this, and this is. Uh, please don't take anybody take this as as shine on me because it's I've been blessed by God for opportunities to be able to do stuff like this. But man, when you, when you give tickets away, like, um, uh, I gave my tickets away to, uh, uh, the other day for the, uh, uh, the Auburn game, obviously yep. it wasn't a treat, but, uh, yep. my, uh, my boy Randy out there, Yoshi. And, uh, and they have a great time. Just, uh, it, it is, it is Tony V puts on such a product. Yep. It's such a pretty setting with the Cherokee over the, right field there and you know all that stuff and they and and the people there are so friendly um it's a man i'm more than excited i'll I'll go there and sit in the in the rain in the cold i've done it before farmer charlie last year had his had a mishap and got over there as much as possible he heeded the clarion call the weather has been incredible lately uh here it's just hearkening us towards spring. Yesterday was like a mid-60s day, just a perfect 
day in early February. Absolutely incredible. Uh, here's a question for you and Brian, and we're kicking it around here. Do you think there'd be interest if we did a Garza Law extra innings post-game show Friday night? Sean and Brian, do you think we could That's do a week a, from Friday, right? A week from Friday. Do you think we could get on here and give our first thoughts on the team, what we saw against Arizona down there, just kind of celebrate the fact that baseball's back on a Friday night? You think we could get an audience for that? Sean, then Brian. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I didn't. Didn't you do one for uh, Texas last year? I think we did. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll tell you what, I, man, you would have no shortage of people. Look, you you get impromptu out of nowhere, uh, break in when news breaks, uh, oh, and, and you get a huge worldwide audience. I told Jim, there, Phil, there, yeah, there's yeah. So much, there's so much. There's so much clamor for you. Uh, sports and especially baseball right now, of course. I told the great Jim Peters that the other day we were talking. I said, Jim, we went on the air uh, a couple times last year on the sperm of the moment. And I mean to tell you, people, thousands and thousands and thousands uh, hit the content. And we just went on spur of the moment. Phone's ringing off the hook. Spur of the moment. You had a, you had a call from the Philippines. 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 For the Philippine Islands. Let's go to the phones. Go to our phones, 865-200-5. Brian, are you forwarded or against it next Friday night, or is that a stupid idea? Because then we'd have to turn around and do something next Saturday. Who do we play next Saturday, Brian? i got to think about this now. The logistics. That's uh, Kentucky in basketball. What time's that game? That's a 1 o'clock start. All right, so that would be, what time's the uh, game next Friday night start? i got to think about this on the air now. It's an 8 o'clock start next Friday, first pitch. Okay, game's so over eight, about 11, you've gotta, probably till about 12.30, and then a quick turnaround, and then I'm fried on Saturday. After, yeah, let's do it. 865-200, yeah, let's do it. Eight, why not? I mean, you only live once. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on your Basilio show. We've got it all out there for you, including the fact that the Tennessee uh, football Vols have the 10th best uh, the 10th best odds to win the national championship, ladies and germs. Honk if that was on your Cinco card. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Hey, Tony. Hello. Welcome to Brian the show. From, Brian from Central Hello. PA. Hello. Good to talk to you, Brian, at Central PA. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, basketball is my first love, and uh, I haven't been able to call in the last few days. Yes, sir. Make sort of a point and just circle it right around with what Jerry Palm was saying today and all like that. Uh, I love this thing. I don't like I love. Just because I think they can do it and they can possibly exceed their seed. But let's talk about seed back to Jerry Palm. Right. Translation. We're going to have to beat Alabama twice to get there to one seed. And the second time might mm. be we just have to win the SEC tournament because we won't have any control possibly over meeting them in the tournament. But that that's how I take it. It's the only way we're going to get a one seed. I think um, Brian was correct. 
SEC is only getting one seat. We know that. In regards to how numbers are going to come out, we just know behind closed doors, the SEC is only getting one, a one seat. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I think Jerry's right. I, I think, look, if those two teams in the Big 12 continue to trade shots the way they are, and, and, and you get two teams that end up with seven or eight losses, how are you going to make one a one seed? You know, he's right, Brian. If you look at that, Kansas has, Jerry said today, which is a really great point to, that, that bears repeating, which we'll talk about tonight after Tennessee dusts them off down there, um, because you just got to keep stacking wins here. Tonight will be win number 20. And you just got to keep stacking wins. The big and the Big Twelve beats each other. Yeah, beats each other up. Right. I mean, to where at some point I, Ross, I don't yeah. see that league putting two at the, no. the number one seeds either. No, seven, the way they beat each other up. Seven and or eight got losses. To do there. How are you gonna have a seven or eight loss uh, number two seed or number one seed? How are you gonna do that? Man, I just don't see that happening. No, I, I think it's almost cooked in that the Big Twelve is gonna get two seeds. How well, though? How though? How they're beating on each other? How are they going to do that? I mean, you tell me the last time you saw a one seed with seven losses. I mean, maybe it's happened. I don't that's know. I don't think it has. <laughs> I just think that's basketball for this season. This season, I, I, I don't know. That's why I say, you know, back in my mind. Yeah. You know, it's situation. It's the way things are that ticks me off. About, I'll, tell you, I'll you know. tell you how I am, and you'll appreciate this coming from my neck of the woods or kind of close, but you know some Negadelphians that are Philly fans that are very negative around you, obviously. I, I keep thinking we're end up a three seed. I keep thinking, boy, Vesco's shoulder's not going to cooperate. This team's not going to shoot the ball well. Uh, they're going to do enough to fall to the three line. In the back of my mind, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man, hold on to the two line in the back of my mind. Do you, do you well, share that concern I, or no? Yeah, I do have a concern because I don't think we're going to go undefeated before the SEC tournament. No. They're going to look at they're going to look at those two quad two losses. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just sort of the way it is. I think. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, right, call man. Thank you, brother. I hope. All you, right. Hey, hey always good to hear from you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Back to the phones we go. You know my concern about that basketball team is real simple. When you don't play enough offense, and you have nights where you can just fall asleep for you know seven eight minutes at a time, you can lose anybody you play, including tonight. You could lose that game tonight. That game's losable. Now now you're playing an opponent that will be scared to death of you to beat you down the stretch. Like Brian, play that play that script forward for a second, right? Say Auburn has a seven point lead tonight with five minutes left. You think out? I mean, um, Vanderbilt tonight with a seven point seven point lead, five minutes left. You think they're going to be able to close the balls out after all the near misses? After I mean, they they let it they let in Knoxville at halftime. They let in Knoxville, and they still kind of got blown out of that game. Correct. Although the final score didn't indicate that. Then they're going to be afraid. Um, they're going to look down. They're going to be like the guy. They're going to be like the guy walking on the high wire. Eventually, they're going to look down. Yeah, I, I could see that. Now, I, I would say I would keep that to maybe a one possession tie. I don't know if they're down. If they're up seven, if because I think the way Tennessee's offense can struggle, I, I think it's going to be hard for them to recoup a deficit like that. 
even against a, a bad team. But mm. Vanderbilt defensively isn't very good. No. And I, I don't – yeah, I, I just don't know that I see a scenario that has Vanderbilt ahead by seven with five to play. I was looking at the numbers today that Mark Griffin posted as part of Griffin's three-pointers, and I just look at Vandy and I go, what, like Sean said, what are you doing, dude? What do you mean players? You, you're an NBA guy. And then it gets back to what Chris Lee told us, which is lazy recruiting. And, and good for Chris Lee for saying that, you know. Because your recruiting's lazy, your recruiting's lazy. He said he didn't work at it. Kids today, they don't care that you played in the NBA, obviously. They want you to kiss their tails. Well, you know, many how many of those kids, none of them ever remember Stackhouse as an NBA player. Well, that's a good play. That's a good point. He doesn't. Yeah, they, they, they don't know it because they never saw him play. I'll tell you this, though. That man looks good in a suit. Back to the phones we go. Hello and what? And he, he wears some expensive clothes. Woo! Hello and welcome into our next call. How you doing, Tony? A return engagement. Haven't heard from you in ages. Glad to hear from you, Bill. How we doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. Finally. The Titans has found them an offensive coordinator. Now, they win in staff. Yeah, they didn't look very far. What do you think of that hire, Bill? Um, you know, it seems to me they had an opportunity to go get some new ideas, and they didn't do it, Bill. What do you think? I have no problem with it. I'm going to just say give the guy a chance. Sure, you give everybody a chance. So... I was listening to 104.5 The Zone this morning, and I, I didn't, I've, I've heard some positive things, and then again I heard some negative things about the hire. But, and the one thing, the one thing also that I, I, I was very happy with, they hired a woman to be an assistant. She's going to be what you call a defense, defense suspect, um, strategist or whatever you want to call it that lori locust or something like that i have no problem with that incredible name lori locust tim kelly's the new offensive coordinator charles london is the new pass game coordinator chris harris is the pass defense game coordinator kelly joined the staff last season as passing game coordinator, one has to wonder, did Vrabel bring Kelly in with the eye on, hey, I've got a guy in here who's a little sketchy. And correct me if I'm wrong, the outgoing OC had another alcohol incident, didn't he? I yeah, he did. I believe he's in the jailhouse now. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, yeah. I, I pray for his personal life that he can get everything straightened out. But uh, Kelly yeah. comes from the Texans where he called plays for three seasons down there. Um, I want to say like 2019 through right before when they hired him. So he was there when it kind of fell apart on the Texans. But um, they they had the third lowest uh, points per game uh, during this final season. But, again, they, they didn't have players, and, and that thing was cratering around them. So... But you're excited about the hire. I can see how members of Titans Nation would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go get somebody from a successful organization offensively. But, you know, comfort sometimes, comfort can be a great thing on a football staff, Sean, and comfort sometimes can get you. I mean, there are people, Sean, that aren't real excited about Josh Heupel's 
uh, new tight ends coach, this young kid. And they, they, they interviewed some people. But but they hired internally because they liked the kid. They they felt comfortable with him in terms of being a. Um, they thought he would mesh with their culture. They did that with the wide receiver coach, and in part, that fella took a kid who was pretty much absent, malcontent, getting into uh, issues around town. Turned him into the Blitnikoff winner in one year. So, based yep. on that track record, I'm going to endorse the hire. I agree. Until proven otherwise. I, I, I agree. The, the, there's one member of Tennessee's coaching staff that draws the ire of our fan base that maybe it's deserved, and that's the DB's coach. And I don't even know enough. I don't even know if that's deserved. I mean, we could debate that. Um, not a fan. Yeah, you're not. And there are a lot of people share your. Nothing personal. No, you, you, there are a lot of people that share your. And I think some of that has to do with his track record and his previous stop here uh, of Willie Moe. But, you know, the thing is, you can only do with what you have. And, I mean, let's face it. I mean, but he, can't you make what you have better? Can you? I don't know. I don't we'll know. see. But he's going to get some young kids this year. They love the kid from Louisiana, is what I'm hearing behind the scenes. They are a I little. I they like the big safety. They're they're a little disappointed, Sean, that they weren't able to do better in the early portions of the of the portal. And I still think they're going to get in, going to try to look and see what happens with uh, other with other rosters and see if they can shake. Um, I don't see anybody shake anybody loose. I'm not going to say that, but. If one falls out of the sky, be there to catch it. I still think they're in the market for some help in the secondary through the portal. My concern is that the coaching staff may be leaning on Spire a little too hard yeah. to bring, you know, as if they, I don't know this to be true, um, but I would, you can't take the number one collective out of the equation when you start signing these great defensive players. They right. they they do a lot. Right. Uh but you know, I just have to wonder why, you know, some of these you know, if if in fact we the coaching staff is relying too much on Spire to close deals as if they're handing them you know, handing Brandon and them a uh a um uh shopping list and say go get them. That that's not gonna work when you're recruiting against the big boys. Well, it'll be interesting to watch going forward. Bill, the the, the Titans had interviewed um, London for their offensive coordinator job when it was there. Also, Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy uh, were a couple guys they showed interest in. Um, Bieniemy wasn't going to leave Kansas City. No. Because... You know, and I don't understand the situation there because, look, I believe there was a bit of bad friction between him and Patrick Mahomes. If you could recall in a game, the enemy and Mahomes really got into it. Yes. And guess who, guess who, uh, you know, sort of, uh, stepped in between to, to break it up? Shit, uh, 
you know, uh, Andy Reid. Yeah, who looks like the Kool-Aid man right now, Crash Bang Kool-Aid when he comes through. the. Uh, he looks like the Kool-Aid man in that uh, outfit over there. Um, Andy Reid looked like he going to explode. Sean, our tight ends coach is in his 20s. Does that bother you, 28 years old? Does that bother you, how young he is? Not at all, because we got guys that are seniors that have been around the block that aren't doing much. So no, I'm, I'm if look, I don't give, I don't, I don't just uh, carry water for Josh Heupel. Yeah, uh, because his um, his recruiting prowess is a very much a recent phenomenon. Yes, I think tied to the wonderful folks at Spire. However, um. He has proven to be pretty good at promoting people, and not only that, moving people on as he did. We, you know, everyone got on us when he we said that, or you started, and then we said that the former wide receiver coach would be moved on. And then when he went to the pros, everyone said, "Oh, okay, he didn't move." Well, he, no, got, he got Tony got on. lucky. Tony got lucky. Yeah, uh, they moved uh, him he, on. He, Totally they, got moved on. He and was not Pope is, a fit. He was not a to be fit. Doing well. That's right. He was not a fit. And then they brought a young guy. Here, here's the thing. I'll say to anybody: when you you got to trust this guy, call your Jets. People say to me, "Why?" Well, might say to me, you know, "I heard you. You guys hardly talked about the. Co- I'm surprised you can get into the tight end. What do you want me to say about the tight end hire? I mean, I said I like to hire, and I defer to the coach. The guy's got a good track record." He's doing a nice job. Give him some slack. Yeah, but don't you want a, 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 a more dynamic recruiter and a get a? How do you know this kid's not? I mean, some you got you got to give somebody a chance. Yeah, but you know, you don't start a place like Tennessee. You don't. Nick Sirianni was never even a coordinator, and he's coaching the Super Bowl in his second year. I mean, somebody saw something in the guy and gave him a chance. Just because. That's Take a look case. at Sam Pittman. And Sam Never a coordinator, just an yeah. offensive line coach and a quality recruiter. And not just, but that's what he was. And, um, boy, he hit the ground running. A little dip, no question. They had a lot sure. of injuries. But well, he's in Arkansas. You never know. But the point is, to, to some of you, call your Jets. That's the point. Just relax. Just, just, just like, you know, just relax. Well, I think also you have to take into account that this guy has been with him for a number of years, knows the offense extremely yep. well, and then here you are. For one, you want to keep attracting the best and the brightest that come up through your analyst ranks, to your GA ranks, to your quality control ranks, so that you have the best talent that's not ready to be a coach yet come through Tennessee and you get a working interview over a year hey. or two with them. Hey, Bill, then, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, just want ask, I want to ask Bill something. Bill, where are the Titans on their window? Ah. Uh, is you it, mean salary is it, cap rise? No, no, no. I mean, a couple years ago, you and I were gathering for a championship game watch party when they played Kansas City, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then last year, they got beat in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And then this year, didn't, I think, miss the playoffs. Is that right? Missed the playoffs. Well, the miss, well, got beat by but got beat by Brian's team in the last week of the season. Miss, so where are yeah. the Titans right now? Is the window still open for a championship run? Are they in rebuilding mode? Where in your mind, in your alleged, where where do you think they are in your alleged mind? 
I believe the window is open for a championship run because I believe, Tony, that both Frable and Rand Carthon is determined on putting the train back on the track because last year, Tony, last year was nothing but a train wreck. And that's as plain and simple I gotta, as I could give it to you right there, my I friend. i got to bring Brian Hartman in here as part of Jags Nation. Brian, you guys share the same division with Titans, Bill. There's no two ways about it. You guys have been sort of adversarial on the air. He's called you a cheap shot from time to time. Brian, do you find that the Titans window is still very much wide open for a championship run, as Bill just said? Hey, listen, they've got the best – that running back – any given game can carry you to a, can carry you to a victory. No yeah. question about it. Um, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank going forward. To be honest, I think uh, his best years may be behind him. Although he still can be pretty good, I don't know if that offense, the way it's built, can is what you need to win with in twenty twenty three and beyond. Billy. Well, I disagree with you on Derrick Henry. I believe he has, I believe he still has some juices left in him to have another great season. Sean, I'll tell you the thing about the tight ends coach at Tennessee that's kind of interesting to me is that he gets a couple of interesting pieces to work with here. Mike Huguenin was talking uh, the other day, uh, and he had uh, both those guys as top newcomers, uh, the kid from uh, the kid from California, he thinks is going to be a, uh, the kid that's coming from the coming coming up a level. He thinks he's going to be a really nice pass catcher for Tennessee. Is going to do a really nice job. Well, he's, you know, with with um, with Brandon Warren come back, who I, I don't know. I I see NFL talent there, and not NFL production. So I I may have to recalibrate my. Uh, scouting eye, uh, but I, I just think Brandon Warren's got it in him. And then, the, because he, he freak athlete for that size with hands, maybe I, maybe I just like the kid, I don't know. And then you got the Castles kid who is a freak athlete and has produced, albeit at a smaller place. He does, and then the young kid they just signed um, looks fantastic. I think it's going to be, you know, when you take a look at it, all the all the recognition goes to what Bowers did yep. at Washington at Georgia, and I get it; they were both loud in their production or in their highlights. Yes, but if you take a look at what what we did with tight ends with Warren and, and Fant, incredible. Fant, Fant was almost a you know a Swiss Army knife yep. at tight end. That that's incredible revelation. So, is yeah, um, yeah. is uh, Jacob Warren related to the the kid that was? At Alcoa, that went no. to Florida State first and came no, back. No, but Sean here. had. I think I believe Jacob Warren is the son of James Warren That's from correct. Memphis, who was in school when Tony and I were in. That's school. correct. That's James' son. Not, uh, super, James didn't play all that much, but super, super nice kid. A product of Farragut. Uh, uh, I can see where I can see where I can see where Brandon get, gets his infectious Jacob, uh, Jacob personality. Jacob, Jacob. Excuse me, Jacob Warren. Sorry, we're mixing out. We're mixing and matching our our Warrens. Here. Either way, yeah, no offense, um, Bill. The be- beautiful family, Bill. On the way out, any other thoughts on the Titans? Well, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, you know, Tony. I'll never forget two years ago a friend of when mine. Tom and I went when Tom and I went to uh, asked me to say to some Nissan MC Stadium when yes. they played when they played the Texans. Yes, that offense just ran all over that Titans offense that that day, and um, and who was the offensive coordinator? Tim Kelly. Um, Bill, on the way out, who will be crying in their near beer on Sunday night? Will it be Sean Sinclair or will it be Tony Basilio? Will, will it'll, be your- Sean, it'll, be, it'll be Sean Sinclair because I'm getting a little sick and tired of hearing about the Chiefs. I believe, I believe that Mahomes is overrated. Whoa. And that's all I'm going to say about the issue, gentlemen. Bill, you have a Dwight Gooden incredible phone call by you. Back to the phones we go. It's your Tony Basilio show. It is a Wednesday. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. It's Holly down in Florida. Holly in Florida. Welcome in. Um, I have two things I want to talk about. Yes. The basketball team and the baseball team. Um, I'm a little nervous about tonight because... I just have seen too many games in that gymnasium, that weird gymnasium, yep. go the wrong way. And, uh, you know, they always – I remember a couple years ago when Grant Williams played and we won that miracle game. I still don't know how we won That was it so there. funny, yes. It was a great game, but it luckily went our way. So I guess we'll see. But um, anything can happen at the Vanderbilt gym, I think. So I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed and – very hopeful, and maybe this offensive drought will stop tonight, but we'll see. The second thing I wanted to talk about was the, the, base, uh, the baseball team. I think that the Garza after game thing is a great idea on a, for a number of reasons, but we don't know this team yet, and I think everybody that follows the team is just dying to know more about this these kids, because there's just so many new kids. We know a little bit about the pitching crew, but we really don't know much about the team. And I know that, well, I don't know, but I think probably Tony V's keeping that close to the best, you know, because he's, he's the coach and he didn't quite want everybody to be out there running their mouths about things yep. and getting everybody stirred up. But I would, I hope you do that and I hope you do it more than once because I'm craving information about it. So you're going to love what we're going to tell you tomorrow. So be, be, be tuned in for that because I'm, I'm keeping my ear to the ground, and I think that's, that's where the wind's blowing here. And, and, you know, an old general manager of mine, Craig Jacobus, and you know this from the business world. You appreciate this advice he gave me. We did this whole thing one time, and nobody showed up. And I was a young kid. I was like in my 20s. And he was, I was really disappointed that next Monday. We did like a... Family fun day somewhere, and I mean, we had five people show up, and we'd spent all this money, and I was just running a station at the time. I was totally dejected. Called me into his office. He said, Tony, hey, listen, really appreciate the effort you put in. It was great, incredible. You know, thanks for your time. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to say one thing to you that I really need you to kind of get in your brain. Quit creating parades. Put yourself out in front of parades. Don't create them. People that create parades have a parade of five people. 
people that put themselves out in front of parades march with the crowd. Your point is very well taken. I reached out to Tony last week. I said, Tony, people are asking me, where, and you'll like this, people are asking me, where is your roster? Why is your, he said, well, Tony, that's breaking news. I didn't know my roster wasn't posted. He said, I'm going to post my roster when they make me post it. That's when my roster is going to be posted. So leave me alone. <laughs> yes. Well, didn't it come out a couple of days ago or yesterday? Yeah, it came out yesterday because that's when they said, I think that was the de- that was near the deadline for you're playing a game next Friday night. I think you have like 10 days to get your roster out. Yeah, 10 days out, I think, is when they, when they have to have the rosters in. Yes. Well, I mean, he's the coach, and I defer to him. But I defer. All crazy. I'm just really, really wanting to know those kids because last year yep. it was such a pleasure to get to know those kids and yep. follow them and at the games and, you know, my little nephew, all of us. Oh. It was just incredible, and I, I, I want to know the personality of these kids. I know that they'll take care of business and the coaches will take care of business. And I want another thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little piece of trivia. Yeah. If I live in Florida, I was trying to see where the away games were to see if, if uh, we could go to an away game. And um, the LSU game, which could be the game of the year, the series of the year, mm-hmm. is in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the tickets. They are already so high. It is unbelievable. Okay, what is high, Holly? Tell me. What is high? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you can do the standing room only. I don't count those because I'm too old to stand up for three games. But uh they're like the, the nosebleed seats, which is what I would call the worst seats. Um, they're running like one fifty to two hundred dollars. What? Each. Uh huh. For a college baseball game in yeah, March? I mean, I was, we were going to go and kind of had it all planned, and I, what? I thought they were going to pay some more tickets. But I just misread the thing. What? And then I got on the. LSU website to, you know, it sent you there, and I couldn't believe it. And, I mean, they were bad. Oh. What about Georgia? Do we play Georgia down there, Bri? Yeah, that game is in Athens. They See, play three be, games against Georgia. Holly, that would be yeah, a soft I think target you're for you. You're also close to Georgia and South Carolina, too. They play in those places. Those are soft targets for you, Holly. If you Now, how far how far is the drive to Georgia for you guys where you are? Well, we're in the Panhandle, so I could go a couple more hours. And Seven hours? Not, not Vegas, and I'd just rather come on up and experience Lindsay Nelson. Oh, yes. Good seats that are available for some of the Oh, Sundays. yes. Good seats at decent the, prices. and You know, I'm willing to pay extra, but good night. I couldn't believe the LSU-Tennessee game already, and there weren't many tickets left. Well, listen. Yeah, that's a ten thousand seat stadium. Ten thousand three hundred is the capacity. Here's box. what I here's what I've been told by somebody there. Okay, they've circled that. That they see Tennessee as holding the belt, and they want the belt back at LSU. It's kind of like Tennessee and uh, last year when I asked Tony Valls when they were getting ready to play Vanderbilt, who's got the belt? He said they've got the belt. We're going to try to go get the belt from them. That's what Tennessee carries around this year. They carry the burden of bringing the belt into these places. And LSU wants to get the, get the title from them. That's why they spent all that money. Good luck. 
<laughs> That's what I say. Good luck. But you know you what? Know, Those people down there are hungry. And hey, how about that crowd they had for that women's game a couple weeks ago? Those people are hungry down there. Well, they've got an awesome women's coach and a women's team, and you know, it just. Uh, what do you make of our What do you make of our game the other night, Holly? I know you probably watch it. That Mississippi State game that wouldn't end. What Would you make of that? Uh, the Mississippi State game. I'm trying. Oh, I watch all of them. I'm trying to think that of overtime, that double overtime game two nights ago. Uh, well, of course, I was sad. Um, I didn't expect to win after you know the last in the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, this is not good. And then we kept kind of that way. I mean, we had many, many chances. Oh, gosh. To put it away, and we failed. We just failed. And I love the Lady Vols just like I love the other teams. But at the end of the day, it was it was misery, like you all said on the show. And oh, my gosh. I, I was like, stab us in the heart. Put us out of our misery. Let's make this go My wife away. said, my wife said, please. Don't don't do don't give me another. I I can't do well, another. I can't do three overtimes you know, of this. I, you know, we've had those injuries and yep. and, I, and this is just not going to be our year. Uh, I don't think with the Lady Vols and we'll just have to see what happens. And they have, in my book, they have some moments of brilliance and then it kind of gets back to kind of a regular team. So that's kind of where I see them playing out this year, leveling Thank you. out. Thank you, Holly. Good talking to you. And, uh, yeah, the, I watch them, and me and Laura have taken to watch them together, something we do. They just look like an average looks like an average group kind of doing their deal, you know, just kind of playing a season, which is not the standard. I don't think that's been set here down through the years. It seems like they're getting further and further away from that as time goes on. But uh, take a brief time out. We come back. 865-200-5402, the number, if you want to jump in and join us. So I've just been encouraged by Holly, do more, do more, do more on the baseball front. Cinco says, let's go for it next Friday night. Why don't you all pen that in? Pen in a Garza Law, Tennessee, uh, uh, extra innings uh, broadcast, and uh, pen that in. And then we're going to pen some more things in tomorrow. we got a couple big announcements. We'll come back. Regarding the uh, baseball deal, we'll come back on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow 
isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. 
Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm going to be back with you, 865-200-5402. If you want to join us, uh, get in with us today. We're having a we're having a, a like a wild card day. Whatever you want to talk about, Sean. Uh, this uh, uh, SEC rules change shortening these games. You have a ten run lead after seven innings, and it's Johnny Ball game. What do you think? Bet good or bad? Oh, I think it's an incredible rule. I really, I really like it. Uh, the chances of you coming back from that much. I mean, we've seen it. Other some teams will just pack it in and wait for it, try to try to win the next one. Uh, you don't have, you know, there's no sense in having, you know, down the road position players, you know, throwing innings. Uh, there's no reason in running up, you know, 38 to one scores or whatever. It's not, it's not, that's, that's not baseball. Um, so for a number of reasons, I think it's, I think it's a great thing. And if we get on the, if we get on the business, I mean, on the back end of one of those, and so be it. Get better. Brian Hartman, the Vols were the first reveal party we had. Um, we did a, we did a reaction show to it in football. They were number one in America. The first reveal for hoops is February 18 on a Saturday. Prior to the Kentucky game, Brian, will the Vols be on the one line? That day, having played Alabama the previous Wednesday in Knoxville, what say you? I'll say no. They won't be. So you think, Jerry, you think uh, Bama's going to get them? You, you uh, think Bama's going to get them? No. Well, I, you know, I I don't know that they'll give enough credit for that game. What being the fact that they got they played it at home. What you've been hanging out with Jerry Palm too long, Brian? If they beat that um, number one team, Brian, if they beat that Alabama team, come on now. Well, I, I think I like I think Lenardi has them as the as the best number two seed right now. I think he's got them as a top two seed that just came down. Well, if they beat so, Alabama, then they're going to jump. They're going to jump somebody. They have to, don't they? Perfect synergy. Believe the hype. Yeah. Believe the hype. Number one seed in America in football when it was revealed. And the Vols on the one line. And Tony Vol starting the season on the one line. Come on, Brian. Believe it. Believe it. Okay, I'll say, yeah, they are. Thank you. Good to wear you down finally. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. It's your Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Rice fans, rice fans, rice fans. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing great. Appreciate you being there. Thank you. Yes, sir. This is uh, Ben Sport. Uh, I don't get the call often, but when I do, I jump at the chance. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk a little basketball with you. Um, I want to ask a real quick question. Um 
I remember last year, or it might have been, uh, it might have been last year, or it could have been the uh, Springer Keon Johnson year. Uh, I guess that would have been the COVID year that Barnes had a former NBA guy on his staff, and he was the he was the guy that was wanting the team to shoot the three ball heavily. Is, is he still on staff? Do you know? Greg Polinski, he's over there. You see him a lot of times uh, calling things out on the defensive end, the offensive end. And, yes, he very much is there. And, uh, in fact, when Schwartz went to East Carolina, uh, he inherited his job. Okay. I uh, the, the reason I'm asking is, is that yeah. it seems like the conversation that we've had uh, throughout the basketball year, especially when we were comparing – this teams to the Admiral and uh, Grant team was that on this team, who's our go-to guy? Who's our scorer? You're you haven't you know you're on an zero and five, zero and ten run. Who can you hand the ball to to get to get a score? And uh, we we haven't really been able to name somebody. In my opinion, when Tennessee plays great, when they when they when they beat teams badly, um, Josiah Jordan James is doing one thing and. That is, he, he, he's taking the ball to the basket, and he's using the mid-range game. Um, he, he's got the size, he's got the shooting ability, he's got the athletic ability and the skill set to get to his spots on the court, wherever those spots are. He yep. knows where those spots are. His coaching session knows where those spots are. And uh, when you do that, I've I, 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 Basketball is the game that I played. Um, I didn't play in college or anything like that. But but when as a shooter, when you see the ball go through the hole, the the when, when you're having trouble shooting the basketball, coaches always tell them, "Hey, get to the foul line, yep. get an easy shot." You've got to see that ball go through the hole. When you start the game out shooting a a, a three point shot. Um, even if it's a good three-point shot, I'm not saying you should pass that up. But when you when you, when, when you're so three-heavy, uh, the ball is not going through the hole, and you just stick with that. Uh, that's when you have games like we had against Kentucky, and and really to a certain degree even against Auburn. But I remember uh, when we played South Carolina. Granted, South Carolina is not uh, a great a, a great team by any means, but Josiah was. He was, he was shooting that turnaround jump shot in the post. He was taking two dribbles and a pull-up. And I don't understand why that has been – I mean, I understand the analytics nerds and all that, but there's – there's. I mean, Michael Jordan won six NBA championships on shooting mid-range jumpers. Kobe Bryant won five. I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday about that. Yeah, yep. I mean, LeBron, LeBron just won a scoring title last night. Yes. And he shoots a three ball, but he also shoots that mid-range an awful lot. Yes. And Josiah's too big, he's too good, he's too talented not to be the guy that scores that ball. And this team is going to go as far as he takes them. Well, look, when he plays, their offensive efficiency is light years no, you just you cited the the nerds. The nerds are the reason that you don't see the mid range game. The Jay on the baseline anymore has disappeared. You know, people used to spot up, shoot a fifteen sixteen footer, find a soft spot there, right there, shoot a fifteen sixteen footer. 
uh, that's disappeared from the from the game. Now the women's game, they'll they'll still shoot the ball from there, but the men's game, no. Um, but to your point, when he's in the game, their offensive efficiency goes through the roof. The other thing you said, which is very accurate, when Tennessee starts games and they miss three pointers, you better watch out because they're going to quit shooting the three and they're going to have a brutal night from the field. This team has to start well from the field, or it could get. Uh, you talk about something the wheels could come off of on the on the offensive end. Now, good on them that their defense doesn't slip. They don't bring it to the other end, which I don't know how they don't bring it to the other end. I went back and rewatched the Auburn game, and I'm like, man, these guys really, really, really played hard on defense. Talking about the balls. Because Auburn last night against uh, A&M, they were a totally different team offensively, and they were a totally different team against Georgia. They got really, really defended uh, when they came here. Um but you make a great observation, and, and maybe James is the guy. If there's justice in the world, as good of a kid as he is, as much as he's had to wear that five-star label, you're an underachiever, it would be a beautiful thing if he, if he carried them to an Elite Eight. That would, be, that would be some serious justice for that guy. It really would be. I, I, I agree, and I think that, I think that when, when you drive to the hole, whether that is pulling up for a 15-footer. I mean, I, I remember during the, the Grant Admiral years, yeah. they, they used to run this beautiful inbound play, and Bowden would catch the, catch the ball at the 15-foot mark, and he'd pull that, he'd pull that shot. Um, when under Conzo, yep. when we made that great run in the NCAA tournament. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Yeah, pull up. Was pulling up for 15 Looked like Jordan. He looked like Jordan in that tournament. He, he was channeling. Exactly. Yeah, and I appreciate your call. Here's the thing. The nerds have told everybody, when I shoot a shot, I'm better off putting up a three ball. Now, I don't understand when you can't make a three ball. I don't understand why it's better to shoot a three ball. But the nerds tell you that. And it's the nerd game now. Basketball is the nerd game. It's the game where everybody looks to numbers. And the nerds love basketball because you can nerd out with it. You can't convince me that that pulling up and shooting a 15-foot J is a bad shot in a sport where everybody can't, sh- where nobody can shoot a three-ball. But that's what they've done. And 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 when I was a kid, people spotted up on the baseline and would shoot like a 14, 15-foot or right. There. You show me the last time you saw somebody find that little soft spot right there on the on the on a baseline and shoot the 15-footer. Nobody does it anymore. Weird. He's right, Brian, but it's not going to change. It's not going to change anything. No, I think a lot of shots that became threes used to be mid-range shots years ago. Yeah. Now they just step out. That that would be that would uh, that would that would qualify as mid-range shot now for three pointers. So well, why not just take one from behind the three, get three points? Well, that's what they do. So I'm going to just take another step, two steps. But the problem is, when I take two steps, I can't make it from out there. Because I can't make shots. But I'm going to shoot them anyway. Hello and welcome into our next call. I mean, I think Tennessee and Auburn were like 6 of 48 or some crazy number like that combined the other day. I mean, good gosh, guys. Like a drunk game of horse. Like the people that were no- fall down drunk. Hello and welcome into our next call. Good afternoon, Tony. It's Tennessee Wolf. Hey, Wolfie. Hey, guys. Hey, I tell you what, that is one thing that, that was a good point that guy brought up about the mid-range jumper because that's something that 
really, that, that um, old teams, they would rely on that. And if they weren't hitting the threes, at least they would have that option that would maybe help them, help them maybe get out of that slump and maybe then eventually start hitting threes. But unfortunately, with today's game, that's all it is. You just go back up there and just jump a three up and hope for the best. And if you, and if you, and if you miss 20 of them, so be it. Let's just keep throwing them up. And, and that's the sad state of the game that we're in today. Well, the most apropos thing the other day was Auburn shooting that crazy through. Well, shooting the three to tie when they had to shoot it the other day at the end of the game, and us fouling the kid. That was the most oh. apropos. And we did foul. We, you know, we, we jump at him and shooting nowhere near him when he's releasing a three ball there. But as I said a couple of days ago, the, the thing that would have been really appropriate is for him to hit that shot and then make a four point play and then to beat us because that would have been. I mean, the, the best way to end that game would have been the dumbest way to end that game, which would, that would have been all-time stupid if that ball would have gone in and they would have caught That's a That's the most Tennessee thing ever, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> but, it really is. But not, not, not the most Rick Barnes things ever, thing ever because he just wins games. He knuckled. Buzz Peterson, that ball would have gone. Abs, Brian, that ball would have gone in and they would have called a foul if Buzz Peterson was a coach. Sure or false, Brian? Or they would have called the foul, and he would have missed the last free throw, and they would have got an offensive putback and yes. one by one that way. That that Something there was like a game that. over there against somebody. I think it was Nebraska back in the day, on a Saturday afternoon. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Where Tennessee fouled a guy shooting a three ball like that, and they lost a game under because uh, it was buzz ball one oh one Wolfie. Well, tonight, Tennessee, I think Tennessee, the spread's 10 for Tennessee, yeah. and um, i got a feeling that I wouldn't take that. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Tennessee's going to win, but um, Tennessee's always had their struggles down at Memorial, Memorial Coliseum, and so I expect it to be somewhere between the four to eight, somewhere in that range, but well, uh, Tennessee should win. But um, I would I would not dare take Tennessee with the points tonight. Well, if you hang right there, my trigger has triggered you. You're the winner of our chocolate-covered strawberries from Bradley's Chocolate which are going to absolutely melt in your mouth, uh, not in your hands. 28. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher, asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So, with no experience at all, I signed up. 
And a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great, but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 